Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On demand audio. 97.1 FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. I've got Joshua Thompson on the phone. He's from Pacific Legal. Senior attorney. Thanks for making time for us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So I wanted to ask you about what everybody's talking about in the last, I don't know, well, today and yesterday and so forth, uh, these Supreme Court decisions that are coming down, specifically the one concerning the Harvard and UNC universities. Instead of me trying to explain them and get into the implications of them, I'm just going to ask you, explain the case itself, if you could. Sure. Harvard uh, College and the University of North Carolina obviously uh, have different criteria for admitting their freshman classes. Sometimes they use legacy preferences. Sometimes they use if you are an athlete. But one thing that they also have done in the past is they have used race as a significant factor in determining who gets admission to their universities. Um, today, or, or six, six, seven years ago, that admission system was challenged by a group of Asian American students as discriminating against them. In other words, they were saying that Harvard and North Carolina were discriminating against Asian American students in their admissions process. After eight years of litigation, that case made its way to the Supreme Court. And yesterday or today, the Supreme Court held unequivocally that what Harvard and North Carolina had done was in violation of the Equal Protection Clause, and they must cease using race as a factor in their admissions decision. Okay, so... That said, everybody's talking about, wow, this is uh, unprecedented. Basically, they, they broke with previous precedent. Is that right? I don't think that's right at all. In fact, the Supreme Court, interestingly, did not even overrule any of its prior precedents. Now, the Supreme Court clarified its decision in Grutter. Grutter was a case from 2003 that allowed the University of Michigan Law School to use preferences to admit uh, students to its class. But Grutter famously talks repeatedly, and the Supreme Court notes this in its opinion in, in Harvard, that, that those policies need to have a termination date. They need to have some sort of plan for how they're going to end. But none of those schemes uh, at issue today had a plan. In fact, Harvard admitted at argument that they were going to continue doing racial discrimination or racial preferences for as long as they could. And, and they saw no need to cabinet to some sort of timeline that the Supreme Court outlaid in Grutter. So, no, I don't think it's right to say the Supreme Court broke from precedent. In fact, since the founding, or, or since the 14th Amendment was adopted in 1868, the Supreme Court has uh, repeatedly said that the Constitution is colorblind and that it neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens. Brown versus Board says separate but equal is inherently unequal. 
and on and on and on. The overarching theme of the 14th Amendment is that you have to treat people equally with respect to race. So they're just going back to the actual Constitution. You know, I, 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 I joke about this with some of my more left-leaning friends, and, I, and they say, well, you have a bunch of conservative justices now, so of course they're going to con- decide conservative things. And I always say, you know, I don't really think that we have conservative justices. It seems to me that you have very leftist justices and then a bunch who are, would be just constitutional. Yeah, I I, I, I I reject the idea that that our Supreme Court justices are highly partisan and only ruling to like favor their political preferences. I think that if you if anybody actually reads these opinions, they are thoroughly researched historically uh, as a matter of the Fourteenth Amendment's uh, adoption, as well as a matter of precedent in the courts over the last 150 years. So. Uh, to say that the Supreme Court is simply adopting a conservative position, I think, is is belied by the by the text of the opinion, by by the text of the Fourteenth Amendment. The Equal Protection Clause says every individual is entitled to equal protection of the laws. That is unequivocal. That does not mean that you can treat. Asians or blacks or whites differently on the basis of race. It means you cannot do those things. Joshua, just a a couple questions. I mean, one of them concerning this case in particular is what happens now? You know, if if my kids, who are not quite of age yet, but in a few years when they're ready to go to college, what will be different for my kids who are white than would have been before, or is there a difference? My hope is that by the time your kids are applying to to college is that the idea that they are white is is irrelevant to any consideration uh, of of their individuality, much less whether they are applying to a colleges. The Supreme Court's opinion today makes perfectly clear that universities cannot consider race in admissions decisions. That universities must treat individuals as individuals. So your kids and my kids who are also not of age, uh, when they are applying to universities, they should be evaluated based on their the content of their character not the color of their skin. But you're saying that might take a few years. Is this because Harvard has been so openly saying that they're, they're going to fight this at every turn, fi- finding loopholes and that kind of thing? Is that what you're saying? I, I think that Harvard certainly disagrees with the decision of the Supreme Court today and that there is speculation. And in fact, the dissent today hints that Harvard can try perhaps other racial proxies to achieve the results that it wants. But the opinion today makes clear that those racial proxies themselves are unconstitutional and, and can be challenged. You can't have a racial purpose and then try to circumvent the Constitution through race-neutral means. Harvard has oodles and oodles of data, and they know how to manipulate their admissions class in a number of different ways. But they can't, uh, they can't go with a racial result in mind and do that. Now, will they abide the demands of the Constitution tomorrow? I sure hope so but I wouldn't get my hopes up. What are the checks and balances for them to have to deal with now that they wouldn't have before? Is it private lawsuits that might go through that in the past they would have been thrown out based on these criteria? Yes, I think that's true. I think that it's the Supreme Court held today that the interest that Harvard was seeking was improper. It's not one that's countenanced by the Constitution. So that opens the door. If Harvard tries to pursue that racial interest through other means, litigants and other other students that are trying to gain admission and are discriminated against would certainly have a good cause of action to bring against Harvard 
in a future lawsuit. Joshua Thompson on the phone with his Pacific Legal. You know, last question, really, and this is this is a bit bigger one. But in in watching these Supreme Court cases and, and rulings come out this week, uh, you guys have been there plenty of times. I've talked to some of your colleagues who also just argued cases between uh, before the Supreme Court even recently, and. With this Supreme Court, you know, the, you have what they call a 6-3 that, you know, a lot of decisions seem to be coming down 6-3, but a lot don't also. You know, you'd have some 9-0s, and then you have some that are 5-4, and, and they, you have those six justices that they call the conservatives, or as we would call them constitutionals, who don't always seem to agree. Why does there seem to be more dissent among the six than among the three, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't, uh, this goes a little bit to what we were talking about earlier. I don't know that it is a 6-3 thing. I think that there are certainly, it's certainly true that the different justices approach legal questions differently. But in our three Supreme Court wins this year, two of them were 9-0 and one of them was 6-3. But the 6-3 one, interestingly, uh, three of the dissenters were Chief Justice Roberts, uh, Justice Alito and Justice Thomas. So we had three of the so-called conservatives and three of the so-called liberals join in one of our victories this year. So I think it's fair to say that the justices are, are, are coming to cases with ideas of how they should approach the law, but I don't think it's fair to say that they're coming to cases with a preconceived notion of the result that they want to achieve. So I think the Supreme Court, I think it's also true that the Supreme Court is a position today where they have signaled that they are ready to return the Constitution to its original meaning and that uh, litigants like my firm, Pacific Legal Foundation, and other people that believe in, in freedom and, and liberty ought to be bringing cases to the Supreme Court to give them the chance to restore the liberties and constitutional rights that we should all be afforded as Americans. Well, Joshua Thompson, we appreciate you, what you're doing and your ability to uh, even carve out 10 minutes for us and explain exactly what's going on. Know you're busy. Know you guys are doing a lot of great work. So thanks for what you're doing with Pacific Legal. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, uh, best of luck to you in the future. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 